0: This week on Dice Boys... This kid got uh, a Kit Kat and just <laughs> munched the whole thing from one corner to the other corner. Never broke it into pieces. Like what? ate all it like a sandwich. Fuck? And like, Robbie then like, unzipped his human suit and flew back the into his and, <laughs> We're all saucer? doomed kids these days they can't follow the rules they won't eat a fucking kit kat in pieces like you're supposed to yeah, that's so what, what if he's never seen the commercial of, a and piece of wait, wait, that wait, 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 kit kat man bar. let that kid live Can life we come to back to it force. wait, wait.
1: What happens when, like, when you eat string cheese? Are you the type of person that like peels the string yeah, cheese? Yeah, let's get or into the string the cheese whole talk? You no. just yeah. eat <laughs> it? chunk. Yeah. Yeah. It. Like it? I don't know. I've eaten Kit Kats before. And just eat, like, when you get the two little bars, do you just eat those together? Do you actually individually break them up and eat them?
2: Yeah, you break saying, them up. They're meant to be broken. I'm kind of on the side of the kid. This That's what I'm saying. I wish... I don't know. I mean, why should we let the jingle dictate... The way God. we do things in our The way lives. we enjoy I mean, our candy. That's yeah. just kinda that's just kinda what's
1: wrong with America a in a nutshell, no. <laughs> man. <You>
2: know? <laughs> I agree. Eating-,
1: All right, <laughs> eating a <laughs> candy bar <laughs> no, 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 eating <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> a candy bar is a gluttonous act. And any way you want to oh, do wow. it, you should be
3: allowed to do it. Dude, period. Yes, <laughs> period. yes, that's what I'm saying. I guess that's true. The only wrong way to eat a candy bar is wrapper and candy bar whole. Yeah. Yeah. There is no wrong way to inedible parts of candy bar. This is like Theresa's
1: platform. Honestly, if somehow that kid is listening to this, I'm proud of you. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess not. I'm the asshole here. Yeah. yeah
4: because 100%. To me, that is just absolutely sociopathic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, you're the one who named the villain ridiculous. the boner. So yeah. That's true.
3: Yeah. No, that is true.
4: Hey, everyone. Dungeon Master Blake here. Thanks. For listening to Dice Boys again this week, uh, I'm glad you all decided to to pop in for for more shenanigans and goofem ups. Uh, let's let's do a quick recap. Last time, um, what happened last time? Let me check my notes here. Oh yeah, everyone died. The party got ambushed by orcs. There was an epic fight with successes and failures and spells and weapons and emotions, but uh, eventually, everyone was knocked unconscious, or in Dodge's case, outright dead. Uh, everyone, that is, except for yon who standing alone amidst the carnage, bore witness to the thunderous arrival of a strange vehicle pulled by a strange creature driven by a strange man who held up a strange weapon that seemed to stun all the orcs, he then told Yon-Yon his name was Horatio and that he was from the future. Buckwild. I'm, I'm sure you all have some questions and I, I hope you like your exposition to come in the form of a soliloquy in iambic pentameter because that's what it's going to be. Uh, let's get to it. Let's head down to the basement. Let's sit at the table and roll some dice. So Yon-Yon with the threat of these orcs coming back out of their frozen state and indeed, you see an arrow slams into the side of this trailer, this inexplicable carriage that this figure, that Horatio has driven up. With this threat, you jump into the back, presumably. How 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 unfrozen are they? <laughs> Oh, they're—I mean—they're they, I mean, they're coming for you. Oh yeah, I jump in the back yet. Yeah, 100%. okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it was maybe like a like a statuesque situation where they're kind of starting to like come like start to kind of like animate again.
4: Uh, that was that was kind of what was beginning to happen, but very quickly they were mm-hmm. they they clicked into full rage mode. Yeah, I hop. I, uh, yeah, and you can hear arrows. I boom! hop. <laughs> I hop. <laughs> you can hear mm. arrows. Mm. i go ahead and hop. Ping, ping, Cling, clanging and clinging off the side of this uh, carriage, and as you are in it, uh, you feel like you're floating on water, like you're on a boat almost, and you can hear this uh, from whatever strange magic is elevating this wheel-less carriage off the ground. And you feel the movement of this thing as it begins to traverse the earth. You can, you can tell that you are moving at a speed that you have not moved before. He says, we must put some distance behind us. They will only pursue for a while. As you're, as you're in the back of this carriage with your unconscious and dead compatriots, you can see uh, between where the, where the rider sits and uh, the carriage, there's like a, a slot, like a metal sink, shink almost like a mail slot uh, that slides back and forth. And he has slidden it open, and he says, quickly! And he throws something in, and it is a syringe. Like a giant hourglass-shaped syringe, and it has tied onto it with a piece of twine a little tag that says Dodge, and he says, "We have mere seconds before we lose him forever." Did he hand it to me? Yeah, he he, he passed it through to you. we Stab it into.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, I guess so. I stab <laughs> it into Dodge's arm and uh, you know push the stopper down. Okay, Dodge. Yeah, you
4: come back to life. As you wake oh, up. Oh God, why do all my bones hurt? In answer to your question, you hear a voice in your head that says, I tried to tell you, she followed us. You came very close to losing me.
2: I'm coming very close to dropping you right out of this carriage. He
4: says no, Dodge. we are even closer than we've ever been before now. I feel connected to you in a way that I have wanted for so long.
2: Hey now, settle down. My name is Niahuim. Dagger with a name, huh?
4: Is that what I am? A dagger? Hmm.
2: You tell me, since you're so talkative now. We will have
4: to see what this supposed hero brings us. Uh, Yon Yon, you're you've you just watched Dodge <gasps> come to life, and you
1: uh. You know when you told me that you were from the future i just assumed that you were just a crazy person how did you know dodge's name he says there is no time we must help
4: our other friends here and he passes through a, a potion that has Matthias's name on it a, a potion of healing with another tag on it that says
1: Matthias. he says this is the only one you sent me with you said he would know what to do um, yeah, I'll walk over. I'm just really... Jono's just, like, perplexed... Like, he's just shocked by all of this. Like, it's yeah, a bit... A, like, this is, you know, in the time of, like, a minute. This has been very, like, intense. Yeah, I'll, wa- I'll walk over to Matthias and... And then give him the push
3: Okay. Oh! Oh, this is uncomfortable. Uh, where, where are we? A-lock what is this place? Are dead. Can you attend to them, please? Are they dead or are they just unconscious? I saw... I at least saw A go down. Is it? That's Dodge. He hey did, there, fella. <laughs> Dodge, I will be honest. You looked very dead to me.
2: Yeah. I feel that way now.
3: Oh. Are we dead? Is this the afterlife? I don't really know. I don't know if I even believe in that shit. Uh, okay. Ho- hold on. Um, uh, oh, uh, hold, uh, I'll walk up to A and, uh, cast healing word on him. Oh.
5: Uh. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what are you t- um, where are we
3: I don't know but at least you're here
4: uh in the atmosphere here is this eerie blue light from these weird spect- almost spectral like uh LEDs surrounding the ceiling shining down on you guys and you're in this enc- tight enclosed metal space and you can feel it feels like you're floating but you can hear like this high-pitched sound coming from underneath where you are.
5: What is that sound?
3: I don't think that's the greatest of all concerns right now. And I'll walk over to Bigel and Healing Word him as well. Yeah, I mean, you guys are in a tight, cramped...
2: Yeah, Yeah. I have to ask, are we under arrest right now?
1: He said that I sent him here, so I assume this guy potentially might be some sort of butler or some sort of person that... I apparently all from the
3: future. Who? Maybe you become a cop in the future and we have to deal with you as (laughs) law enforcement. I mean, for those of us that work for you, we already live under this reality, but... uh...
0: (laughs) It worked! It worked! I'm back. What (sighs) were Well, I was laying in the bush and the the axe and then I just thought... It's not your time yet, Piggle. <laughs> and it worked, and I'm back.
3: Yes. That is what happened. Absolutely. Without question. And you hear the voice
4: uh, uh, under just like the thundering hooves, and, uh, or over top of the thundering hooves and uh, the, the high pitch screeching of this seeming to come from this vehicle that you're in. Um, you hear him yell back, and he says is all well who's that you tell me man who's that who, who what who's driving this thing he says alock there are many answers in the womb of time which will be delivered what are you
3: talking about <laughs> who whose womb and who are you but this is not the time for these deep existential questions honestly i believe that we should just get to our destination if we could and recover he says and he he yells back at you biggle he says biggle
4: in the center of the floor, a uh, compartment, yeah. and you look down. And you can see that there's like a, a what looks like a um, kind of like one of those little lo- metal loops mm-hmm. that um, that you could stick your f- finger under and pull it up. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, and you see it, as you do this this um, like one foot by two foot stretch of paneling in the in the, in the metallic floor of this vehicle that you're in lifts up, and you see two cylinders. One of them is. Completely empty. Uh, it just looks like a glass cylinder. And they're about two feet long. Mm-hmm. But the other one has like a blue light. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a liquid, but it's not a liquid because it's not flowing like a liquid. Uh, because it's laying flat. And uh, the, where the light is is close to uh, a marking on it that says one hour. Okay. And you can see that there's markings on each of these things that say uh, that go one, two, three, four.
0: Uh, I want to... Well, yeah. First, I want to make... Um a artificer's lore roll. Okay, great. Let's yeah. see if I know what I'm supposed to do with this. That is a Nat 20.
4: Okay. Well, he he yells back. He says, "What does it say?" It says what the one reading? hour. Okay. Very well. Travel we shall for one hour to put some distance between us and the foes. Well, can we go more? No. Uh, and you would and you would know as you look at this, mm-hmm. this is basically the battery of whatever is charging it. this vehicle. He Nobody says, touch this. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> he says... He will say. Uh, he says, indeed, uh, your body would not countenance such a touch. What? Did he just say? Don't touch it. Okay. For the next hour, you all ride in this eerie metallic chamber with only the sound of the thundering hooves of this creature that's pulling it and high-pitched resonance of whatever magic is propelling it off the ground. And it is very eerie and surreal being in this space with this light shining on you and these sounds and having just suffered martial blows that you have at the hands of these orcs. And eventually this sound starts to go you just hear this figure in the front who Yon Yon, he introduced himself to you as Horatio, you hear Horatio say, Zunes we must stop, and then at, almost on cue trailer that you're in just slams into the ground and gets drug, everything comes to a halt, and everything is quiet and the lights in this thing go out, and you're sitting in the dark, just the five of you. And you hear rustling coming from the front bench where he is. He jumps down. You can hear his footsteps coming around the back, and he opens the back door, and you all get a good look at this figure now. He is wearing two gauntlets that uh, look metal, but they don't look heavy. They look light and limber. On his hands and uh, his but other than that his arms are exposed and he's very muscular um, although lean and he is wearing a like a a metal chest plate that is shining in the moonlight and the left side of the chest plate comes up and covers kind of the left side of his neck and over his shoulders and uh, he has just really greasy leather pants on and boots of some strange fabric. And he has scars on his face and long, dark, greasy hair with streaks of gray in it, and what looks like a a really scraggly 5 o'clock shadow. And if I were to give this guy a real-life analog, I would say Nicolas Cage in Con Air, if you were to add some gray hair. Awesome. Yeah, I'm there. I see see it. it. And he says, we must stop and let the battery charge. We should have a fire. Well, you heard him. All right. Uh, and then he, he and then he leaves the frame of the door doorway.
5: All right, boys, let's get out of here.
3: Yeah, what, what's his battery?
5: Yeah, where do you think we are? Well,
3: an hour away.
5: Who is this guy? Wait, young? so you know
3: you know this
1: man. Apparently, I know him from the future. Is what he said.
3: This makes no sense. This
5: is do you know this sweet.
1: man? I don't know this man. No,
3: so strange man shows up, saves us all, puts us in his metal box, drives us around, drops us in the middle of nowhere. We I need, need, to, need to, wait. to. What is a battery? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, <That's> pretty good.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I could explain the theory behind it, but. Well, it would take too long for me to explain this to someone of your, whatever. Uh, maybe. Yeah,
5: yeah. Um, maybe we should start a Fire. You can explain it to me later, boss.
0: <laughs> we should start a fire and
4: rest and uh, sort things out. And he, you, he, he comes back around, and he's got a couple pieces of wood, and he's chewing on some weird, strange, like dried meat. And he puts his hand on your shoulder, Dodge. And he, he, he seems happy. And then he puts his hand on your shoulder, Biggle, and, and just kind of looks at all of you, and he says, hmm. Now, now I see the pith and marrow of thine attribute. Ah.
1: Well, I really appreciate you helping us <laughs> and everything. Are you going to, like, stick around? Or?
4: He says, Yes. Uh, the deed requires haste, if to be done, and tis no turning back from what's begun. Please, a fire. There are many answers in the womb of time.
0: How do you know so much about the womb of time?
4: <laughs> uh, he walks off. <laughs> he just walks off. God and he, he, uh, it. it looks like he's tending to this beast.
3: I wish I had brought my books. What the hell was that? You wish you brought your books? What? Really? Right now? We, well, we just died. We're in the middle of the forest. You wish you had books? Well,
0: yeah. I Let's mean, get out of here. Let's this death crazy is the man. consequence of life, Matthias. You that? should know this better than anyone else. But it seems like someone, hopefully me, has figured out a way to combat
3: so, so the eternity of death. So you're saying that you believe this man, this crazy man in his metal carriage, with is crazy beast that just shows up. Everyone I mean, give me perception
4: roll.
1: I mean, he showed up and saved us. Why would we not believe him? I the four. I rolled
3: nat, Tony. Eleven. Thirteen. Eleven
5: also. Okay. Uh,
4: Matthias, as you are saying this about this crazy man who just showed up, he he's come around from the other side of the carriage, and he's standing, like, right behind you. Don't, don't! What are you doing? And, he, and he puts his hand... He puts his oh. hand on your shoulder and he says, I understand, but there are more things in heaven and earth,
3: Matthias, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. This is profoundly unsettling. This whole experience is, I'm just going to go and start a fire. He says, I shall also gather wood to help. And you see, he's, he's, he, he, he walks off. Uh,
4: He walks off, and he's really taking stock of and and seeming to enjoy the environment. He's smelling the air. He's looking at the trees. He seems elated. Yeah, Onion, let's start some
1: tea. Did you bring a pot with you? Well, I mean,
0: where's my pack?
1: Yeah, I probably didn't grab that. There wasn't really a lot of time. It just kind of... Had to pick everybody up and throw them in the carriage.
4: <sighs> hmm. Yeah, that is kind of problematic,
5: isn't it? I hadn't foreseen that. Well, I feel uh, like this Horatio guy. He grabbed me, so he was probably thoughtful enough to grab my stuff, right? <laughs> 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 well, I, I I assume
1: your stuff is like attached to you. Yeah. It,
4: I mean. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll say I'll say that he he had the the. Here's what I'm gonna say. First of all, I'm gonna give Yon Yon. Uh, inspiration for <laughs> putting us in a situation where we have to decide whether or not shit got left behind. Uh, well, you
1: didn't think about it, dude. So what's you know, it's fine. Yeah, just move past it.
4: No, no, I think like, this is great. I think it's a great narrative moment. Uh, I think that he grabbed uh, your weapons minus one, a lock. Okay. So you choose which weapon got you left have. Behind. So
5: many. I lose my war hammer. Okay.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: the one non-magical <laughs> weapon. I lose that one. <laughs> Uh, So uh, eventually, you
4: guys are able to get a fire going. Mm -hmm. And everything seems just like a a profound juxtaposition from the battle that you just came from. Everything seems calm. uh, And at least the energy coming off this guy is definitely like, I'm about to hang out with my friends at a fire. The stars are out. You can hear crickets and other creatures, nocturnal creatures. As the fire gets going, and you guys are starting to kind of get some warmth from it and gather around it, he comes up. He takes a big sigh. Forgive my curt withholding temperament. I'm, and he looks at you, Matthias, I'm sure your questions are in legion count, and though my meager words may find themselves as unbecoming to the task, I do beseech thee. Grant me your... Most gracious ear, let's respite by the fire, whilst time allows. I will a tale unfold whose lightest word will harrow up thy soul and freeze thy blood. Maybe could we start off with something a little uh, lighter? And he, he, he doesn't seem to even listen to you. He, and he reaches down, he, he's, he's very um, distracted. He grabs a tiny little, like, um, like a dandelion flower off the ground and he holds it up and he's looking at it contemplatively and then he sits down next to you, Matthias, and he just says, the world as laid before us now is doomed. In shortest time, it's verdant livery will be exchanged. For blighted wastes and ash and blackened fissured stone and flame. And he throws this dandelion into the fire.
5: Hey, man, that was a good, that was a good flower.
4: (laughs) And he looks at you and nods, lock, An infinitely stretched scape of hell. One occupied and ruled by multitudes of living creatures, of living nightmares, across both land and sky. And he looks up at the stars. All savage, wicked fiends who merciless hunt human, elf, and dwarf,
3: and all alike, as he stares. it. Straight at you, Biggle. It seems that you are safe, Alock. Eh, <laughs> Ostensibly.
5: Yeah, no take backs.
1: Well, maybe half of him.
3: He says,
5: all
4: That's- alike. Such butchery, tis but the consequence of the arrival of one man. And then he, he, then he shakes his head as though he's, he's upset. He says, nay, not a man. Though he may dress in such conceit. And he looks at you all. Looks straight at you, Dodge. Says, he is a demon lord who masquerades as man to mock the souls his hand snuffs out. And in his wake, all agony and death. His name Alone doth seize the throat what speaks. And he kind of stares at the earth. His name, he is known as the Boner. He looks at you, Yon-Yon, and he says, A sword of bone he wields. Oh, I, okay. Must be a pretty big bone. <laughs> its power and size, <laughs> infernal in their like and make. And with I've watched him pull a skeleton direct and bloody out of its living host. And he's very intent when he looks at you and says this, Yon-Yon. Yan. He says... Countless are our friends who at his hand have died. And at this point, how about an insight roll? Or or just an intelligence roll. See what you guys see what you guys remember. Fuck. I
3: rolled a one. Whopping ten.
4: Six.
3: Eleven. Twenty. Okay. <laughs> Teams
4: um, Sword Teeps. of Bone sounds familiar to most of you. But Yon Yon, it's very clear to you. You remember when Alok played the pneumos harp, and you all had a vision. Mm-hmm. And at one point in that vision, you saw yourselves. You found yourselves floating in water. Uh, there were two human figures. One of them was dressed in black armor. And it looked like a young teenager, a young male teenager, dressed in black armor, and he had a massive sword of bone. This is reminiscent of that vision. And he says, "Indeed." "'Tis from such dismal time as this that I do hail. And so I do forsooth. Thanks solely to the efforts. He's smiling and like barely holding it together. Thanks solely to the efforts of yon And then he gestures at the carriage. He says, behold, looking at you, yon the wonder that is wrought from thine own future self's obsessive, marvelous work. I only wish that you were here to see as I know you our hard-won victory. And then he just kind of takes in everything around him as though he's never seen anything
1: like this. You're telling me that you came here from the future and that I sent you? The self-same one, Yon. Why? Also... Who saved me the first time? Like how, how, you know, I don't really know how time works, but eventually like I had to make it out of that situation alive, right?
4: He looks at the ground, takes a breath, and then looks at you, and he says, many are the times that you expressed to me your regret for your cowardice.
1: We can just stop there. (laughs) I, I, I could,
4: yeah. So much so that it was hard for me to watch you as you led our resistance against the boner. Yeah, I did that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's really hard. Uh, not, yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that you led our resistance as you led our resistance to obsess over your task to save your friends. It methinks perchance that thou wouldst not have done so. <laughs> <laughs> Were you not also motivated? <laughs> <laughs> You gotta just take a
0: second and get it out please <laughs> <laughs> get what out drew's uh, over here covering his whole face and pulling his hat down over his head <laughs> uh,
3: no leave this in this is good
4: i know which part's saying, hard for you drew
3: the boner uh, or the he thinks perchance that what's not yeah that one uh,
4: <laughs> i'm gonna tell you i spent a lot of time reading some Yeah, clearly I <laughs> all right um so, yeah, he, uh, he says to you, Yan Yan, um, our purpose here, in task, my mission here is two, not one. Yes, you sent me back for the regret of the death of your friends. But there is a greater purpose in my time, in your, he looks at you all, future time. The boner's power. I think I'm gonna have a hard time with this. I might have nerfed myself on this. You did this to yourself, like
3: <laughs> you a million percent did this to yourself. Um, Embrace it.
4: Comes from a portal. Many are the corpses that have come from heroes that have fallen, trying to penetrate this breach, but to no avail. There is but one thing that would let us pass to the other side, and close the gate forever. And so all of us now are married in a purpose. We must, he sees you begin to talk, Alok. I'm already married. (laughs) He says, we must ride north to yonder Port of Legs. And you all know the Port of Legs is a city uh, north of here. Uh, Where we shall find the Wrenchworks Guild. Behind whose walls our our quarry therein lies. A single vial. Its contents just as rare. The Astral Serum. To consume this serum would let one pass through the portal. And close it forever. Not just in my time but in all times. If we are successful in our task, we save not only your future. And he looks around at the world, at the stars. He says, but you're now. What if we don't believe you? I do believe you think what you now speak, but what we do determine, oft we break.
1: I mean, if he didn't show up... You would all be dead.
0: Well, I mean, uh, what if we say <laughs> what? What if we don't go get that the astral vial? What if we just go about our business and we do what we were, what we've always done? We just, you know, go back. We go back to Clifftide and we do some jobs. And you know, what if we just forget all about this? I mean, uh Biggle,
1: biggle it can't be that bad. Biggle, this is why we started this organization was to. Travel the unknown to see things that we didn't understand.
5: But what about the pool? I mean, I I just did this for a job.
1: (laughs) You guys don't have to come with me, but I'm going. I feel like I have to.
4: He puts his hand on your shoulder, yon, yon, and he says, Solitude sometimes is best society. But in this... We shall be a six-chord strand. Well, I'm not saying that we don't go,
0: okay? I'm just asking appropriate questions to get a... I mean, where are
4: we even? And he says, Your concern is that I may be false as Dicer's oaths. Well, not necessarily
0: false as Dicer's oaths, but uh you know more like why do we have to be the ones to save the world you know like uh you know i like why do i have to do that
4: he puts his hand on your shoulder in this gauntlet gauntleted hand uh it kind of chinks plus like and rustles. didn't we already save the world once so why do we have to do it again and he looks you straight in the eyes and he says long is the way and hard that out of hell leads up to light verily I say unto thee thou hast within thee the ability to do to, I'm sorry I said the wrong words thou hast within thee The ability and precision to execute this task. Well, I mean, of course.
0: (laughs) It's not like I'm afraid or in need of a pep talk. I'm just trying to get more information, okay? I don't know why you all are looking at me right now.
1: How far in the future are you from?
4: He says, Time has slipped its meaning to me to some degree. Methinks perchance... 30 years.
5: Why do we drive in this direction? Why don't we go the other direction? Towards where home is, where my wife is, where my kid is. He
4: says we must go yor- north to yonder Port of legs.
2: He said that already.
3: I mean, it seems that we are on this crazy train already, so if, yeah, whatever. I'm down to go and... Move a vault and find that vial and drink it and destroy a portal. It all sounds very entertaining. I
1: mean, it's better than going home and sitting on our fucking asses.
3: Yeah, I mean, we, we've just had crazy future man tell us that uh, you sent him. And if this is true, this is going to be quite the story.
5: Horatio, are you telling me the only way out is through?
4: <laughs> he says, yes, lock Once more unto the breach, dear
1: friend. Once more. All right. Did uh, I tell you to tell me anything from the future? <laughs> he, he kind of chuckles to himself. Like, I know me, and if I were going to talk to myself, I would tell myself something. That's what you do all day long, <laughs> Yan He said, I
4: asked this self-same question of yourself. And you would be surprised what time does to one's mind. The things that you feel and think now, the way that you understand yourself now, in the midst of hell, is not the way that you are. Then, now. I don't understand how this time thing works. So I'm in hell. No. In the future, yes, in the future, you are in hell. Mm. But not now. Now we were preventing hell.
1: And what do you mean by different?
4: You are vague and hard to understand in the future. I know you not now. But all you would tell me is that if I were to send a message from your future self to your now self, the future self that you could become would be corrupted by the future self that you... Again, I do not understand the time. I get what you thing, mean. Yeah,
3: something along the lines of that. No, what? I believe that I actually understand you now. Oh you, you are one of us because wow. you deal with the crazy machinations of Yon-Yon and we, we deal with that as well. So, you know, you're good by me. Make no mistake, Matthias. In the future, there is a small
4: contingent of resistance. And we all rally around this man. And he points at Yon Yon. Okay. <laughs> but he is weird. Well, I guess fate is sort of set, huh? There is no fate but what you make for yourself. It's from Terminator.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, man. So, I guess we'll leave when the machine is ready. And at that. And, I, and I, I made this thing, you said? Uh, he says, yes. Did I also make your gauntlets there? What do what those do?
4: Uh, he says, I would not be able to control this beast were it not ah. for these gauntlets. And at that, the carriage lights up um, and dust is kind of flying out off the ground. He says, We are ready. Long is the way. We have two days travel and he walks over to the carriage and you can see the bench that he was sitting on. He lifts up and he pulls out a syringe, shuts the bench and jams it into his chest. Like, uh, like between the plates of his armor,
3: like Pulp Fiction style.
4: Yeah, exactly. Jeez. And he says, uh, he looks at you all and chuckles and says, What hath night to do with sleep? Let us ride. You all put out the fire and hustle onto um, this vehicle that future Yon Yon has made, according to Horatio. And uh, he jumps into the driver's seat and he says, uh, he says, The port of legs is many days travel, but with Goneril here, we can get there much faster. Two days we have. But the deed requires haste if to be done. I will get us there.
2: Well, hang on a second. You keep saying that, but how much time do we actually have?
4: He looks up at the top of the trailer. And you can see that there's like a, a smaller enclosed compartment. He says, forgive me. Um, I've been riding for very long. If we get to the port in two days, we will have but three more thereafter
2: until what
4: until i am no longer with you okay (laughs) the serum must return to my time he looks at you Yanyan. he says i do not know how these things work but i will not be here after five days hence
1: i don't know why you're looking at me i don't know how these things work either
4: hmm yes you now are not you then this makes sense Get a respite while you can.
1: One last thing. You will be leaving. So do we get to keep this thing then? Or is the carriage going with you? The carriage and gonorrheal and myself
4: and the serum. None of this shall be hence. And so you guys all climb into the back. And basically at this point, um, he... He's telling you he's gonna get you to the Port of Legs in two days, which you know is typically like a five-day ride. A few other things that you know about the Port of Legs. It is the northernmost port in the continent, on the western coast of the continent uh, of which is where you are. Historically, for the last couple centuries, it's been basically a smuggler's enclave, a, a city built on smuggling, essentially, and piracy. And it has only been in the last couple decades that it has been cleaned up by um, basically a a council of uh, citizen representation uh, led by one woman who has kind of cleaned up the town, but there are still at the fringes of it um, some disrepute. There is a old crumpled wall that surrounds the city and it at this point is more aesthetic than functional. Named after that wall is the, the now town guard known as the Palisade. They have a number of, <laughs> sorry.
2: That's why they call it the Palisades, bro. Okay, thank you, right, thank you so
4: much. <laughs> <laughs> Basically there's a town guard that's uh, very militaristic uh, known as the palisade they have a number of headquarters scattered about the town. but at this point I want to do a couple things. If any of you guys are unclear as to what is actually happening narratively, I want you to feel free you have two days basically that you're riding with this guy on this strange carriage that is essentially levitating off the ground carried by this strange exotic beast and this guy obviously is <laughs> he's in a he's in a different place. Uh, mentally, he's very cryptic. Also, the other thing I want to do, I want each of you to come up with a characteristic of the Port of Legs, that your character would know about this city. It could be a person, a shop, a place, um, some sort of vibe. Anything. I I mean, obviously I have ultimate DM veto power, but I want us to kind of create this. You guys are going to play in this space in-game, and so I want us to create it together, and I thought it would be fun. We might not use everything that you come up with, but I thought it'd be fun for us to kind of create this city together as you go there. Something that you guys come up with is something that I end up using as you are there attempting to retrieve the astral serum.
1: It's it's weird that we would be going here, back to the pole. It's what I called it when I was a kid. Where the academy found me. The pool.
4: Yes, you've mentioned this is where the academy found you. Um, in your mumblings.
1: There's a woman there named Ema. She was the one that ran the orphanage. She's the reason why I am who I am today.
4: Okay, so Yon Yon is saying that there's a woman named Ema who runs the orphanage at the Port of Legs. Ima is the one that sent you to the academy? or dis- like, is-
1: She was the only one who saw my potential. Everyone else... Just saw me as trouble and an outcast. Yes. huh?
4: Ima, I remember her from my childhood as well. You see, I'm your brother. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: In this time now, I am a child at the Port of Legs, and I am a child at the Wrenchworks Guild. This is why you sent me, Anyan, because I know that the astral serum is there, because I've seen it with my own younger eyes. Okay, so Yon-Yon says that there's a woman named Ima who runs the orphanage at the Port of Legs. And apparently, Horatio is there now as a child. Not at the orphanage, but in the Port of Legs. Anybody else have questions or things they want to contribute to the city? Question. Yes, Alok.
5: Are we going to the future? Or are we just going to the port of legs
4: he kind of chuckles to himself and he says i understand that i have not been as forthright as i could be you will come with me to the port of legs but then the five of you will retrieve the astral serum and give it to me so that i can take it back to my time your future by which you secure your own future he says we need the serum in the future To get through the demon gate, to close it from the other side, forever, across all time.
5: Got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay. See, I just need my motivation.
4: Yes. Your family, Alok. The future of their lives. Of your wife and two children. Two Two children? Oh, no. (laughs) Two? Um, He seems awkward, and he says, um... Guess you better start selling more stuff, huh? (laughs) Perhaps I misspoke. Um, or get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> Those two things go hand in hand. He says, there are real consequences <laughs> to the success of our mission, Alok. Those consequences affect L and Mia.
5: Well, they're all I care about.
4: This is what Yon-Yon has told me. Alok, do you know anything specific about the Port of Legs?
5: Yeah. My brother Raph, he, uh... He, uh, him and his, uh, his battalion, they, uh, I know that they did some time in Port of Legs. Him and his military buddies, they, uh, they used to come here. Let's just say there are a lot of, um, things easily accessible to you if you go looking for it.
4: Let us hope that the Astral Serum will be
3: as equally accessible.
5: Yeah, well, we probably just gotta ask. No,
3: yeah, I mean, it seems that we just need to ask this child version of this future man. And this child version will point out where the serum is. We get it, we leave, we don't have to ask any other questions. It's not as simple as that, Matthias. Firstly, for the sake of all known existence,
4: I cannot encounter my younger self. yon was very clear on this point. Okay. Secondly, the Wrenchworks Guild is very protective of their works. And the child version of myself... Whilst I know, both now and then, or now and now, whilst I know the layout of the guild, and I know that the serum is there, and I know who else is there, the child version of me has no authority to d- grant you access.
3: Okay. Uh, wh- wh- what is the Wrenchworks? What is this guild, what does it do? He says, the Wrenchworks Guild is known
4: throughout... The port of legs. Actually, you all can uh, give me. Why don't you all give me a history roll? <laughs> twenty. <clears throat> Biggle, twenty. Mm-hmm. That's so perfect for you. I know. Yeah, you know who these guys are. Yeah. These people are known, in especially in the circles that you run in, mm-hmm. with the battle bots and all that. Construct Carnage. Construct Carnage. Yeah. Wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tm. 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 <laughs> Tm. Tm. These guys are known for creating all kinds of magical and seemingly mundane but nevertheless useful things. Mm -hmm. It's basically a group of inventors. Mm -hmm. It's basically a group of biggles. People that are tinkerers Mm -hmm. and magic users who are trying to find ways to make the things that they are capable of useful to the world.
3: So they're like the sharper image of the D&D world.
4: Yeah. Right. (laughs) If sharper image still existed. Oh maybe it does. does, does I don't know.
2: You can get all kind of sharper image things uh, anytime between November 1st and December 24th. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And they're actually from the future. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's it's this this is Biggle's wet dream. Like the things that you can see. Let's
0: not go that far, but
4: Yeah, but I mean like you would be very excited to know that this is where you're going and yeah. potentially conflicted about the fact that you have to steal something from them. Well, but also conflicted be- for other reasons.
0: I, it's hard to say. It's been a long time since I've been to the port You know, I, uh, I know none of you are asking, but, you know, there was a time when Big old Goodbyes was a name
4: that, you know, was feared by some. <laughs> oh my God! I'm gonna regret giving you this power. Keep going. Well, you know the
0: the the construct carnage. It it draws a, a large crowd, and so you know, I used to frequent uh, on long weekends and holidays from university. I used to frequent the porta legs challenge rivals, uh, students, uh, f- you know, family friends, the acquaintances, uh, the moderate success. Nothing fancy. You know. <laughs> it was one long weekend. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. That I spent in the Port of Legs and uh, was d- dabbling in some new uh in, in new ideas and Found some, some success and found myself on the podium and found myself awestruck by this incredible woman. And
4: so at this point, you, I mean, this is another one of the like, battery charge stops where you guys are all sitting around the fire. And Horatio stands up and he walks over to you and he says, Biggle through Yon-Yon, I feel as though you and I are friends. But I nevertheless feel reserved in telling you that no one wants to hear your horny stories. Uh, he, he's right, boss. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: just happened. I, you know,
4: it- well, the good news is that you are alive now.
3: In the future, you are not. So perhaps... Wait, what? No, I believe that we've been over this. Yes, this is <laughs> no new information.
2: Yes, thank you, yeah. Matthias. That's, that's what's just happened over these last couple of days here. Oh,
0: I mean, I th- I
3: just assumed that that was you, guys. No, you are also dead in the future. Very much dead. No, all of us but, but Yon-Yon are dead. Fucking Yon. And this is Yon-Yon's newest employee, who he uh, seemingly treats like a garbage in the future as well. But uh, <laughs> he sent him back and was fighting. And Does you seem distant
2: oh i'm you know just resting up over here uh i was dead a couple you know not not too long ago so i'll tell you what though i did i do remember i'm i my past life i did know somebody from uh these fingers so you need portal legs legs i mean (laughs) (laughs) sorry I, i hit my head on the way down so you'll have to excuse me yeah, best food he ever ate, he said, was at uh, Jimpy's Kebabs <laughs> in his well, life. So I'm keen to get some of that. I'm actually quite famished after coming back from the dead. So Okay, we-
4: Jimpy's Kebabs. I'm writing that down. How many peas is in that? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Three?
2: That's a choose-your-own-adventure right there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, yes, Jimpy's. And you guys have been... You've had some periodic conversations with Horatio, but basically, he's just consistently been injecting himself with these weird syringes. As time goes on, and as the day the, these two days have gone on, he seems more and more haggard, distracted. Uh, his skin has a ghostly pallor to it. He looks like he's thinning out, and his cheeks are getting more sunken in. But he continues to navigate this carriage. And you guys kind of drift in and out of napping and sleeping, conversing with him over the course of these two days. Eventually, you're riding along and he opens up the slat into the carriage. And he says, just up yonder, we will find our destination. This will be our headquarters for our operation over the next three days. I cannot adventure into the city. We are but merely on the outskirts. And you can see when he opens the slat, like daylight comes in. Like there's this weird time dilation that's been happening over the whole travel time where you guys just been in this enclosed cage, essentially with these these weird blue lights and you just never really know whether it's day or night or what time of day it is unless you guys stop to recharge the batteries. And you can see uh, what looks like morning daylight is coming in as he opens this slat. And he says, we're getting close at this point. He looks like a guy that is super, super drunk, that could pass out at any point. He has not lost his articulation though. Everything else about him looks like he is on the edge of just collapsing. You feel the vehicle come to a stop and it's still hovering. You hear him once again, jump down, walk around to the back, open up the door for you. We are here. This will be our headquarters. Of operation tis not much but we will find no trouble here and as you all spill out you see that you're on basically what looks like a farming homestead estate just a humble little farm on the outskirts of town and you can see off in the distance northward you can see the edge of the wall of the palisade of the city of the portal legs there is a rickety wooden fence surrounding this farmyard and this house It's a humble little cottage the large barn both buildings about the same size uh, a large detached barn the barn is fine but the house is a charred wreck of blackened wood and looking at it you can see it looks like fire had started on the upper part of this cottage and spilled out of the windows windows are broken and boarded over there is just this black char coming up the top of the windows and the roof itself is only half there. You can hear off to your left, westward, you can hear the crashing waves and you can feel the coastal air. There is the front gate of this estate is basically taped off and parts of this house are taped off as well with what we, in the real life, would essentially identify as police tape. And Horatio's walking up there to open the gate, and he, he's kind of stumbling like a drunkard. You can see that this tape says, condemned by order of the Palisade. And he just, he tears at the tape and rips the gate open. He walks, he turns around to get back on the front bench. This will be our headquarters. I just need to... Hum. I just need to park reel in the barn Please Matthias And he reaches out for you Matthias Yeah and I grab him Yeah and he falls and he puts <clears> his <throat> hand in, in, in your hand He says Forgive me friend I I have ridden too long and too hard My nights have turned to days My past has turned to future Please help me bring her in. And he takes off one of his gauntlets. Hell yeah. And then he takes off the other gauntlet, and he hands them to you. We have but mere feet to the barn. Gentle. She's violent. Do you put the gauntlets on? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Immediately, you realize that these things are connected to the reins that are attached to this narez this Mm -hmm. wild giant wolf-like creature with a rhinoceros horn and a goat-like beard there is some sort of magical inscription some sort of runic working on the reins and it seems to kind of connect with the gauntlets themselves he climbs up onto the bench with you and then it like like he looks like he's dead were he not
3: breathing (laughs) Uh is the barn door open? No. Ah, uh, no. Oh, mm, this is at night. Pierre, would 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 some of you like to uh open the barn door? I'm going to try and uh, pile this beast into this uh area.
5: Uh yeah, I can help open the door.
3: Yeah, post haste would be wonderful.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm coming.
3: And I kind of run my hands along the reins.
5: Mhm. Mm. <sighs>
4: Yeah, so uh, thank you for the foley work, Brett. Uh, A-lock, you you walk over to this barn door and you can see it's just like one giant like 12 foot high door, eight foot wide. And it's on like a big uh, roller at the top of the door that just kind of slides open yeah it's it's what you would expect in a barn just old hay all over the floor just in the scent of it wafts in just blasts across your face you can see stalls for where horses would have been in a loft above where hay would have been stored but clearly this thing hasn't been used anytime recently there's old rusted farming implements hanging on the wall Matthias I, I would like an animal handling okay. check at advantage great.
3: uh 16
4: all right yeah you are able to steer this creature (laughs) is just sweating and breathing heavily in the morning air Mm -hmm. uh you're able to steer it into the barn but as you do you almost feel like a psychic connection with it
3: Mm -hmm. uh i would like to cast speak with animals and try to communicate with it you cast speak with animals you hear a
4: deep female voice that seems almost like lost off in the distance. The voice is saying, Must travel north. Must travel north. Must travel north. Must travel north. Must travel north.
3: The bonds must travel north. The bonds, the bonds must travel north. You have gone north. I. The, the bonds, the, the
4: bonds, the bonds.
3: I'll see the bonds and I grab the reins. Okay. I say, I will free you. Just a moment's more time. I will free you. What sustenance do you need? I would like an insight
4: roll from you at this point.
3: Uh, It's going to be 17.
4: Okay. You don't feel like your speak with animal spells fully took hold. Mm-hmm. Not because you were unsuccessful in casting it, but because there's something that is keeping this creature, this creature's mind from fully being itself. You ascertain that it's probably these bonds. And so it's not really, as a consequence of it being harnessed by these magical reins, it is not able to communicate with you willingly. Meanwhile, so that's you and Alok in the barn. What are the three of you doing, Yon Yon, Biggle, and Daj?
0: Are we inside
4: the carriage or... No, you've you've all come out of the carriage oh, okay. at this point. And so you guys are kind of standing at the walkway, looking up toward this burnt out house. And you can see there's like a, a, a small rickety porch, wooden porch that has been charred, blackened boards that look tumultuous, treacherous to step on. Well, I guess
0: um, this hideout sort of makes sense considering the circumstances, but I uh, can't help but think
4: could have found some nicer digs
2: well i got ace for a hot meal same
4: and as you say that dodge you can see there is a stone chimney poking up out of the blackened skeletal roof
2: do we have food
4: we have I, rations. uh yeah pr- uh, presumably <clears throat> you all have some rations and i think it's fair to say that um future yon yon would have provided horatio with something to bring Dude, I got those little mini microwavable <laughs> oh, <sick. laughs> hot pockets. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah got got hot pockets for you guys, dude. Ha- but ham out. and cheese hot pockets. Ooh, Whoa. not the no, best, but what the Why would you even say no. that? Why sure. would you even bring that? No, we're not yeah. going to. We're
1: not going to get into <sighs> this, dude. Uh, why not? not? This, is, this a, is what
0: people are listening
4: for. So. <laughs> it's that good hot pocket content. First of
0: all, if you have an
2: option for a pizza version of something and any other version Always of something, yep. yeah, why yep. would you even look at the other option? Why would you make a hot pocket that's not fucking pizza?
1: <laughs> so I'm sorry, okay. Blake Cooper. One, yes. one last question: When you yeah. order, we're or, sorry, not order. When you purchase. <laughs> These ham and cheese Hot Pockets. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't.
4: I think you missed the joke I was making, which is that in the future, because it's apocalyptic, you don't have access to Ah. the good pepperoni Hot Pockets. They're
3: all gone. They were all eaten. Not even the 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 sliced ham ham ones. Exactly. You have to resort to the
4: cubed ham and uh, broccoli Hot uh, pockets It's no. like lean actually. pockets
2: Broccoli's not gonna fix <laughs> definitely it Definitely lean pockets there's for sure yeah. there's no fixing It's only lean that. pockets yeah. Yeah. Low fat. About that are available I'm
4: saying they're shitty It's the apocalypse The, uh, the yeah, chicken and I broccoli hot There's pocket. one pizza
0: pocket in there that I
4: Apaka pockets <laughs> I, found.
0: I reach okay. into my armor and I pull out <laughs> <laughs> Anyway Horatio's no, oh, okay. probably stashed the pizza pocket In his armor A I'm frozen pizza from
3: Taj's
0: Hot apaka pockets
4: um, oh my. Yeah,
0: we're going to get a fire going. Apocalypse.
2: <laughs> I'm going to get
4: a fire going. <laughs> all right. So you're going to go inside and get a fire going? Yeah. So you, s- going. you step up and just a quick dex check as you step up onto the porch and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I passed. Okay. What'd you roll? I rolled a 16 plus plus. My all your rogue decks. modifiers Your insane rogue dex yeah. modifiers. Yeah.
4: You stabilize yourself as you <laughs> your foot goes through one of these ah. blackened. uh Damn it
1: porch. Did you think walking on a dilapidated porch was going to have a different outcome?
2: Well, I just slam the door behind me when I go inside.
1: Um.
4: So yeah, you, wa- oh, you walk wow, in, troubles. well, hold on. You walk in the door and as you're doing so, your dagger says to you, I have told you she is following us.
2: All right, I've just about had it. Are you talking about, Uh, Who exactly?
4: The woman you would know as Cordelia. And as he says that, you're walking through the front door of this burnt-out house, this burnt-out farm cottage. You walk in the front door, and you can see there's a small little table that's tipped over. Blackened table, blackened chairs, burnt-out floorboards, a loft bedroom and a little sitting area off to your right, what looks like a kitchen, like a doorway leading to a small little kitchen, a vaulted ceiling. It's basically all just one big room with a small little separate kitchen. Uh, A bookcase with no books, charred, chairs, sitting chairs by the bookcase, also burnt, but in the room, sitting in the center, and just as surprised to see you as you are to see them. Are five rat folk. And that's going to do it for this week. Y'all didn't really think we'd do another season without having the obligatory rat folk encounter, did you? I mean, that's classic Dice Boys at this point. Uh, anyway, so... This Horatio guy shows up, saves everyone, and claims he's from the future, where a future yon built a time machine to send him back to save everyone. But also to get a thing called the Astral Serum and take it back to the future, which is ruled by a demon lord in the form of a human boy who wields a sword, made of bone, and commands a demon army that comes through the portal, that the Astral Serum will help Horatio and future yon to close. So now... The party needs to travel to another city and plan a heist awesome but what dangers await them there and what will they discover and elephant in the room can horatio be trusted to find out tune in next time for episode five of the future criminals all right uh before i sign off here i actually have a big announcement uh, if you haven't already heard, we here at Dice Boys now have a Patreon. That's right, baby. Uh, you can find the link on our Instagram profile, or you can just uh, you can just go to patreon.com and search for Dice Boys with a Z, which I strongly encourage all of you to do. Seriously, uh, your support means the world to us and helps keep the gears turning here as we move into future seasons. Um, There are are a couple of tiers of support, and um, I'll I'll refrain from going into too much detail there, but uh, all patrons will get a link to the Dice Boys Discord, a sweet Dice Boys sticker, and access to all future bonus content. Um, Additionally, two of the three tiers will get you a custom designed poster from Season 1 and or Season 2, depending on what tier you pick there. Uh, I don't know if y'all have seen these posters yet but they are they're fucking awesome Uh, they were done by the artist and a good friend of the show uh, Hugh Newell Uh, you can find samples of his work and his range of styles on his Instagram uh, which is at Hugh Newell that's H-U-G-H-N-E-W-E-L-L he has uh, he also has uh, the second volume of his indie comic uh, called Lizzie Parsec coming out uh, pretty soon it's uh, about 80 pages of just high action, sci-fi, uh, space monsters, capital intrigue, and ship crew drama. Uh, great stuff. Go ahead and give Hugh a follow on Instagram as well. Uh, his art's rad, and he's just been uh, a fantastic guy to work with. So uh, check out Hugh at Hugh Newell on Instagram, and check out our Patreon, uh, um, patreon.com. Search for Dice Boys. Uh, okay. As always... Thanks to the band Beach Party uh, for letting us use their song Carelessly Defined off their album Broken Machine. Um, Special thanks to Jared the Spire Slayer Kessler for all his work on music, composition, and post-production, helping these eps to just sound as great as they do. And, of course, thanks to you, our listeners. It it seriously means the world to us that you all uh, let us share our story with you and It means even more that you're out there making stories of your own. Uh, Just remember, the right play is the fun play.